What's the one statistic that I check every day as a real estate investor? Find out on today's episode. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi there, welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in to the True Condos Podcast. We're in the midst of a very, very busy fall market. If you're a regular listener of the show, thank you for your patience as it's been a little while since the last episode, but definitely the podcast is not going anywhere. I'm still here, still plenty of great episodes to come, plenty of great guests to come, but uh, the uh, the scheduling of the episodes in the fall market, sometimes you might see a few in one week and sometimes you might just see one uh, every week or two, but we're still here. We're still coming at you. We're still bringing you great content. We hope you find value from this as a real estate investor or a prospective real estate investor, you're thinking about getting into the market and you're learning. Either way, we're happy to have you here. I'm happy to have you here. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day, whether you're at the gym or driving or commuting or just chilling out, going for a walk, wherever you are listening to this. Um, glad you're here. So as I said in the intro, I want to talk to you today and tell you the one statistic that I check every day as a real estate investor. What's the most important thing that I am interested in every day? So that you hear and you see headlines all the time, sales up, sales down, prices up, prices down. It's a good week. It's a bad week in real estate. Um, this is this market is up. This market is, is not. Uh, there's uh, so many statistics that if you're following the markets closely as an investor, that uh, you can you can be overwhelmed by what's happening. And, you know, you start to wonder what what's important and, and what isn't? How do I filter out the noise and, and what really matters? Well, for me, uh, you know, again, I'm, I've been doing this a while now. And the longer I do it, the more I take the perspective of being a long-term investor, not worrying so much about the day-to-days, the month-to-month, not even the year-to-year. I'm really more and more focused uh, as I um, you know, go on in my career as an investor on the long-term macro trends of what's happening in the market. I'm thinking about the next five years, the next 10 years, um, in, in, in terms of my thinking and uh, analyzing the market to know how to make decisions today. And so the one statistic that I'm most interested in on a daily basis really is quite simple. It is, it's not prices up or prices down or sales up, this and that. Uh, it's simply, are, we, are more people coming to the GTA than we have houses to accommodate them, that we then we have places to, for them to live. So um, yeah, it really comes down to that. Or as long as that continues, as long as that is a long-term trend that we don't see changing, then real estate in this marketplace, pretty much of, of any kind, residential real estate is going to be a great asset to own. As long as we're continually undersupplying the market, prices will continue to rise and rents will continue to rise in the long term. So that's the one thing that I'm looking at every day is, is are we still growing and are we growing at a pace faster than we are growing our housing supply? So that being said, it's kind of a, you know, it's a bit of a nuanced thing. It's, there's not a, a one website you can go to to say, 
are we is, is population growth still outpacing uh, new housing supply you know we're, it's it's not an easy thing to track so how do we track it how do we know that it's true well we can look at hard numbers we can look at immigration numbers we can talk about the fact that we know the the big news in in the past year or so is that immigration targets are going up dramatically from around 300,000 a year up to 330,000 and probably beyond that over the next few years so we're going to see a large uh, increase in the number of immigrants that are coming to Canada. And as we know, around 40% of them are coming to the, uh, to the greater Toronto area, which amounts to, you know, today somewhere around a hundred thousand, but in the next few years, we're looking at closer to 120, 130,000. That is a massive increase in the population that is coming to us from around the world. And again, these are, not the immigrants of your parents or your grandparents. These are very highly skilled, um, uh, talented uh, uh, people with talents and skills that are coming and uh, making dramatic and immediate impacts into our economy right away. These are educated people. In many cases, these are people who already have um, a decent amount or significant amounts of wealth. But more importantly, they have the skills and the knowledge and the education, uh, in many cases, the connections to, um, to generate wealth here in Canada and to uh, be productive members of societies, to have jobs, to start businesses, and so on. So, you know, the, the, the immigrant, uh, every immigrant that comes in is a very good thing for our economy, which is a very good thing for us as real estate investors. That's great. Um, you can talk, you, so you, you just, you compare the people coming in versus the number of homes and condos that we're able to build. And again, you're, you're looking at the last 10 years and we just can't seem to build any more than about 25 to 35,000 homes, new homes and condos every year. So hundred to a, going up to around 130,000 people coming into our area. How many homes are we building? 25 to 35,000 homes in that range. It's a constant shortfall. Uh, obviously, not every one person that comes in needs their own home, but no matter how you slice it and dice it and do the math, um, we're definitely well short on an annualized basis. Uh, what else can you look at? You can look at vacancy rates. You can look at the fact that vacancy rates all across the GTA are close to zero. For all intents and purposes, they are zero. Anything that goes up for rent is being rented out immediately. Um, we are not dealing with situation of five, six, seven, eight, ten percent vacancy rates, which is common in many cities across North America. We are dealing with less than one percent vacancy rates, which is basically zero. Anecdotally, you can look at you know rental rates. Just go out, try to find a place to rent. You're going to see that rental rates are dry, rising dramatically. Um, it's very hard to find a place to live, whether you are looking to buy or looking to rent, no matter where you are in Toronto, across the GTA, across the greater Golden Horseshoe. It's tough. And you can also look at things like jobs. Um, if you are a, a business owner, an employer, um, go out and try to hire somebody uh, and tell me how that goes for you. Uh, as a business owner and as somebody who employs people and is in the process regularly of hiring new people, um, it is very hard to find, uh, to find qualified candidates for work. Um, and if you do find someone, the, 
the the amount that you they're that they're expecting you to pay them is is rising dramatically. The cost of for talent is going up and up and up. And again, why is that? Um, the economy is very strong. The job market is very strong. The competition is very high. So quality candidates, um, they're hard to find. Even though we've we've got uh, all these people coming here, uh, and population is growing, it's you know that's a separate conversation. But it seems to me that our job market is growing faster than our population as well, which is um, which is very interesting. So. Um, you know, bottom line is Toronto GTA is an amazing place to be. We are we are sort of the preeminent city now in North America. One article that sort of inspired me to do this podcast and this topic is from CityLab.com. I'm going to share the link for this in the show notes, which you can always find at TrueCondos.com/podcast for this episode and all episodes. Headline is, why are America's three biggest metros shrinking? That's right. America's three biggest metro areas, New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago, are all seeing their populations decline. What the heck is going on here, America? Here we are in Toronto. We're struggling with the problem of we're growing too fast. And then we look down south at our, our neighbors, and the three biggest metro areas there are shrinking um, we talked, we've talked about this in the podcast before, but again, I just want to continually point this out to you as real estate investors. This, this is the most important stuff. This is the bottom line. This is what you should be living and breathing and talking about with your colleagues and friends and coworkers and family. Why are you doing what you're doing and why they should too, if, if you're so inclined to, uh, to create other real estate investors um, and help other people grow their wealth as, as you are doing. You should be talking to them and pointing to, to headlines like this so people understand that what's happening in Toronto is very unique. It is We are different. We are not normal. Um, this, this is a very special time. We don't know how long this is going to last. Um, but that's what I said. This is what I'm checking on a daily basis to make sure it's still happening. As long as this is still happening, this growth that we're seeing in population, um, then this real estate boom will continue. So, um, yeah, so check out that article, and, and, and it's very interesting to see that these, these cities are actually declining. Um, but Toronto's not alone, you know, we, in a sense that you look across Canada, Calgary, Vancouver, Ottawa, Montreal, um, there's many metro areas in many cities in Canada that are the population is growing at rates that are far faster than most major cities in the U.S. Um, so this is a this is a Canada-wide thing. Um, Canada is is a unique country in the world. Toronto is a unique city in a unique country in the world right now. Um, it's a special time, and we should uh, we should understand it. We should we should know about this, um, and we should take advantage of this as investors by buying real estate assets today for the long term. Knowing that you know five ten years from now things are going to be much more expensive to buy and to rent than they are today, as long as this trend continues. So um, it, it is continuing. There's no no sign of it stopping anytime soon. As I said. The, in fact, if anything, it's it's only going to get uh, bigger. The immigration numbers are only increasing. Um, another interesting article, also in City Lab, is uh, related to this. Is actually it says uh, the cities where job the headline is the cities where job growth is outpacing new homes. So this is interesting. Um, there's certain there's certain cities where. 
they're talking about um, the the certain cities in, in America where the, there's actually more jobs than there are homes. So the, the job market, the economy is growing, the jobs are growing. Uh, people are coming to those areas for those jobs, but there's not enough new homes there. And and as a and as a as a consequence, real estate prices are rising. So we're seeing something similar, I believe, here in Toronto, where the job market is growing. It's it's attracting people from across Canada and from around the world. Um, population is growing, but we're not building enough uh, housing to accommodate them. And the article kind of contrasts that with other cities where they're building too much housing and and uh, the jobs are not growing at the rate that the housing is growing. Um, and a lot of those cities tend to be the Sunbelt cities down in the southern U.S. Uh, think like, you know, Texas, Florida, uh, Arizona, those types of areas. So it's very interesting. Um, you know, we like to compare U.S. Canada a lot. One thing that, you know, Canada does not have that USA, the USA has is warm cities, warm climate cities. There are no warm climate cities. We are all cold climate cities in Canada. We have the border, which, uh, prevents us from owning any of that, uh, warm weather real estate. So, um, you know, a, a lot of people in the States, obviously, they, they are attracted to moving to warmer cities, and they always will be, and there will always be that pull. So if you're living in Minneapolis or Chicago or in New York and things are getting expensive, you have the option. You are an American. You can just move easily uh, if you want to, to a warmer climate city and do that, and, and people will continue to do that. And land is very cheap there, and labor is cheap there, and sprawl is abundant. And so those cities can continue to build out, 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 out. You can still buy homes for, you know, $150,000, brand new homes, you know, in, in the massive suburban sprawl type areas in those, in those uh, sunbelt cities. There is no such option if you are a Canadian, right? You, you can't just easily move to a, a warm city. You could move to the U.S., yes. But that's a whole other thing. You're you're then immigrating to a different country, right? So in a sense, this cold weather that we all hate here in Canada is actually, uh, in a way, to our advantage as real estate investors. That we know that there's, you know, there's this sort of physical barrier that, you know, we can go no further than our southern border, and so. It's not like suddenly, you know, we don't have that. There's no that. There isn't that option where people will say, you know what, Toronto, forget you. You're too expensive. We're going to move to, uh, you know, Boca del Canada or whatever <laughs> and uh, some warm Canadian place. There is none. Uh, it's never going to happen. So we have that sort of built-in protection from that kind of phenomena that that uh, you do see in the U.S. and that movement um, from some of these Cool, colder climates of people to the warmer climates and that flow of people is always going to sort of be happening uh, and that affects you as a real estate investor. Um, you know, what else in terms of Toronto? G GTA, it's still cheap. You look around the world, people are looking at Canada from around the world, global perspective, and we have our Canadian dollar, of course, and they're looking at us at, we may think we're expensive, but again, in, in absolute terms, uh, and taking into consideration the Canadian dollar and, and global terms, we are still very cheap compared to, you know, most major cities in the U.S. 
Uh, quality of life is still amazing here in Canada, amazing here in Toronto overall. Yes, our weather sucks. Yes, we'd all rather be in Boca del whatever on the beach and, you know, making the money that we're, we're making here in Canada and, but with the warmer weather, but it's not going to happen. It's forget about it. Stop thinking, you know, go there in vacation, but come back here to Canada. It's the best place to be. It's the best place to live. You know, that feeling if you've been outside of Canada and you come back to Toronto, everyone experiences that you feel it, you know, it right away when you're here, we are a unique place in the world uh, and everybody wants what we've got. So it's, it's a good thing. Um, yeah, you know, New York city, these metros that are shrinking, I'll touch on that. Like you might be saying, well, you think is, is Toronto going to start shrinking at some point? It's just become too expensive. People have to leave. Uh, yeah, I think probably eventually it's going to reach that point where people are just fed up with the, the cost of living here and people will start to leave um, but again, where do they go? There's no warm weather Canadian city for them to go to. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be the same extent as you see in the U.S., where these cities become expensive, and they go to uh, other areas where you know you you can live and uh, and much cheaper. Um, but yeah, bottom line, I think we're we're decades away. We're several decades away from that level that New York is at, say, right now. We always compare ourselves with New York. Like we're several decades away from sort of the 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 cost of living in the city of New York versus where we are now living in the city of Toronto. Let's face it, you can still be an average person, live in the city of Toronto. Yeah, you might not live in a in a mansion, you might not live in a penthouse, but you can still live here. You can still figure out a way. You can still be in the city. You can still be close to transit and everything else. You can still have quick access to downtown on a normal sort of person's uh, salary. It's still possible. You know, New York, forget it. It's, 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 it's been gone for decades. Like, So we're not anywhere close to that point. But yeah, probably eventually we're going to get there. If I had to guess, you know, where things long, longer term, like 20, 30 years out, where are things going? Uh trend-wise, I think more and more people will eventually do one of two things. They're going to live in much smaller places than we're used to now, way smaller. Families will live in, in five, 600 square feet in the city, or they're going to move out. Uh, people are going to move out to outside the city, to your Hamiltons, to your Kitcheners, to your Berries, um, to your Peterboroughs, uh, and they're going to commute but they're not going to commute every day, right? More and more people are going to work from home three days a week. They're going to commute in one or two days a week. That is more and more already becoming the norm. And I think uh, that that trend will continue big time. So people, um, you know, the, the world will adjust to, uh, to real estate prices. And people who are already in Toronto and own in Toronto, they ain't leaving, you know, <laughs> If you were bought real estate ten years ago, you're not selling. You're holding on to it. You're 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 making it work. You're, you're not. You, you see what you're sitting on. Nobody's moving, right? It's like rent control and how nobody's now nobody's leaving their condos because they're so under market, and there's no turnover in rental market. The same thing we're seeing it in uh, in the housing market. You know, you're sitting on an, an asset you bought for five hundred thousand, and now it's worth one point two. And you're in the in the city. You're not selling. You're not moving. You're you're staying where you are. 
um, and you're making it work. You're going to have the second kid. You know what? Let's just keep it at one. You're going to have the third kid, whatever, you know, let's keep it at two, whatever it may be. Um, you know, people are making different decisions and, and there's, and they're adjusting their lives according to the cost of living and the cost of real estate in Toronto. So there you go. There you have it. Um, there's some thoughts for you today. I hope you find some value from that. Love to hear from you. Of course, anytime you can reach me 416-371-2333. Andrew at truecondos.com is my email. Um, love to hear from you, your thoughts on this subject and anything else on real estate investing. I'm here to help you. Hope you found value from this. If you did share it with somebody that you know, check out the articles I mentioned in this episode. And as I said, right now, depending on when you're listening to this, we have uh, a very busy fall market upon us. There's a lot of great opportunities that are coming seemingly every day. Uh, it is that time of the year. And so if you are a real estate, if you're looking to invest before the end of the year, this is a great time to do it. We've got great opportunities for you. Some of them come and go very quickly within a matter of a couple days. So please make sure you're receiving our emails by signing up anywhere with your name and email at truecondos.com. Never miss a thing. Never miss a great investment opportunity. And until next time, happy investing. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.